an immensely warm welcome to you all. It's time for Near Perfect Pitch. It's time for episode 127. This week, my word, I did allude to it last week. We've got Tom Green in the house. This episode is brought to you by Tom Green and the Butter Tart. Tom Green has a new record out. I'm going to be speaking to him at the end of the programme. Lots of fun banter to look forward to in about two and a half hours' time as I trawl through about 30-plus songs, starting with a ton of new releases, which is the norm, as you uh, would and should know if you're a regular listener. Loads of them this week. Uh, and the usual special features. Tune this, Weekly Peel, Obligatory Fall, oh, Essential Wax, and, of course, the interview. Now, amidst all that, there's going to be a load of catalogue and lots and lots of other fun and frivolity. So do stay tuned for the next two and a half hours, three hours or so. Do you say that when it's a podcast? Stay tuned. Not quite sure. Any road, lots and lots to look forward to. Let's start off the programme uh, on a sombre note. We lost two diamonds again this week. Last week we lost we lost uh, Nicky Lauder. This week we've lost Rokey Erickson. And we've lost Jeff Walls. Very, very sad news indeed.
as I mentioned at the top of the programme, we lost two more diamonds this week. We lost Roki Erickson, and we just heard the 13th Floor Elevators with You're Gonna Miss Me, a single from 1966, and that's preceded by Guadalcanal Diary. We lost Jeff Walls from said band, and uh, the song we heard, Watusi Rodeo, was off their 83 Watusi Rodeo EP, and also appeared on their WLP Walking in the Shadow of the Big Man. Again, we had to kick off the programme with loss, but we can remember them fondly with the catalogue that they have left behind. Tons and tons of good music from both bands. Again, Guadalcanal Diary and, of course, 13th Floor Elevators. Next up, some Billy Bragg.
takes a good few hours to put near perfect pitch together on a weekly basis. Everything from playlisting and selecting to recording and editing, arranging the interviews, bit of graphic art, bit of uploading, bit of downloading, it takes a long time. So I'm proud to say that uh, Near Perfect Pitch is on Patreon. In lieu of any advertising, it's the only money I make to cover costs. Patreon.com slash nearperfectpitch. If you can spare a five or a tenner or 20 a month, more than grateful to you. You'll keep Near Perfect Pitch on the airwaves without any invasive advertising. Right then, before we heard that uh, little plea, we heard Bloody Mary, Kate and Ashley by Pup, that's P-U-P. They're from Toronto and that's off their third LP, Morbid Stuff, puptheband.bandcamp.com. I'm preceded by, from 1999, from the compilation LP, Reaching to the Converted, that's Billy Bragg with uh, the incomparable Johnny Marr on guitar. And that's surely a reworking of Greetings to the New Brunette, an absolute gem of a track up next we've got a new single by uh, peter perrett which uh, i'm very keen to share with you peter perrett.bandcamp.com uh, to get your hands on heavenly day the new single but i can also tell you that uh, forthcoming we've got new releases by uh, seattle's night beats we've got uh, new material by filthy friends shadow party from manchester rev magnetic uh, Stars on Fire, Primitive Hearts, Swimming Tapes, Cherry Glazer from California, and all the material from Tom Green at the end of the programme is, of course, new, being that the album is new. And uh, my voice is not doing too clever. I'm still reeling uh, from having lost it uh, during the Champions League final, shouting my head off and uh, celebrating for about two or three days straight. So uh, you'll have to cut me a little bit of slack. Up next, as promised, Mr. Peter Perrett with his brand new single. You look like an actress With your lipstick and shades A glamorous actress At the bank holiday fate I felt like a teenager Out on a date We rode on the Dodgers It was a heavenly day One more day in heaven A heavenly day A final day in heaven A heavenly day It was so romantic As we walked through the park I wanted to hold your hand But I was too scared to ask We were the only people alive in the world As we sat on the grass If only I could freeze that moment in time So it would never pass One more day in heaven A heavenly day A final day in heaven 
off the new Myth is a Man LP. That is Night Beats. They're from Seattle, and you can follow them at nightbeats.bandcamp.com. And before that, Peter Perrett. Uh, Heavenly Days, the new single, peterperrett.bandcamp.com, and that's double R, double T in Perrett. What a genius that man is. Up next, something brand new from Manchester's Cold Water Swimmers. It's out in three weeks. I've uh, been given a world uh, exclusive on this one, which I'm thoroughly chuffed about. Many thanks to you, Chris. It's out in three weeks, as I say, and you can follow them at uh, coldwaterswimmers.bandcamp.com. The single concerned, Burn Your Idols.
from Germany. That is Octolog, and that's the title track to the Runway Markings LP. And you can follow them at octolog.com, and that's O-K-T-A-L-O-G-U-E. And before that, we heard from Manchester. We heard uh, Geordie, Chris Bridget, ex of Dubsex, and uh, a litany of other, other top, top bands. But uh, this is his new project, Cold Water Swimmers, and it is something to behold. Burn Your Idols, brand new single out in three weeks, coldwaterswimmers.bandcamp.com. As I say, Chris moved from Newcastle to Manchester way back when, and he is an adopted mank and very much a part of the vibrant scene in that wonderful city. Up next, a hat-trick, a reprieve for uh, you guys from my voice. Three in a row, starting with a bit of Kirsty McCall.
the third of three in our hat trick this week 
and that was a band from Portland called uh, Filthy Friends, a tune from their Emerald Valley LP entitled Pipeline, and you can follow them at filthyfriends.bandcamp.com. Can't believe the amount of Bandcamp material I'm playing this week. And um, squeeze betwixt numero uno and numero tres, we heard Field Mouse with uh, Beacon of 2016's episodic LP. They're from New York City and they're at fieldmouse.bandcamp.com. I must mention that uh, the Filthy Friends LP, Emerald Valley, is new, by the way. And kicking things off with England to Columbia Nil by uh, Kirsty McCall of her fifth and final LP from 2000 entitled Tropical. So there's your three in a row this week. That's one of the special features out of the road. Up next, Orange Deluxe.
the world needs more stereo lab from 1993's transient random noise bursts with announcements that's crest and uh, stereo lab of course and before that love slug from orange deluxe a single from 96 on uh, the marvelous dead dead good records up next it's time for another special feature this one is called tune this as in tune this it means a song that uh, is going to impel you to uh, lose your uh, lose your shit in some capacity um roll back the years draw back the curtains and go chicken oriental with reckless abandon that's essentially what this uh, section is and this week we're going to go back to 1983 and i'm going to treat you with the 12-inch version of the first picture of you by the lotus eaters Thank you. 
believe in God, but God no longer believes in me. I can tear down the wall 
With their fourth single from 1987 off their first LP, God's Own Medicine. That's the mission, of course, with Wasteland. And before that, it was Tune This, and it was uh, the first picture of you, Peter Coyle and his Lotus Eaters from 1983, a song that charted at number 15, if you can believe it, the first picture of you. That's the 12-inch version. And hope that you were pranced around sufficiently enough and made a, a suitable prat of yourself, because I did. And uh, up next, from Manchester, Shadow Party.
last year's debut self-titled EP that is Body Type from Sydney, Australia and a track called Palms and you can uh, follow them at bodytypemusic.bandcamp.com before that from uh, from Manchester a conglomerate if you like Shadow Party a track off uh, their debut full-length record shadowparty.co.uk to follow them now it's time for a special feature yes it is it is time now for our weekly peel track we're going to go back now all the way to 1984 and here's some something by the chameleons
That's AC Acoustics from their third LP from 2000 called Understanding Music on Cooking Vinyl Records. That's an LP track called Super Cup. And before we heard that, we heard Intrigue in Tangiers by the Chameleons. That's a Peel session from the 5th of May, 1984. That's this week's Weekly Peel. Coming up next, more music from Scotland. We can hear something off uh, the new Versus Universe album, another belter from Glasgow by Rev Magnetic. Here's a song called Daughter of Astronauts. I am 
as I say Clap, clap The mixer It's a good few hours to put near perfect pitch together on a weekly basis. Everything from playlisting and selecting to recording and editing, arranging the interviews, a bit of graphic art, a bit of uploading, a bit of downloading. It takes a long time. So I'm proud to say that uh, Near Perfect Pitch is on Patreon. In lieu of any advertising, it's the only money I make to cover costs. Patreon.com slash nearperfectpitch. If you can spare a five or a tenner or twenty a month, more than grateful to you. It will keep me a perfect pitch on the airwaves without any invasive advertising. Right then, you lot. Tell you what we just heard. We just heard the mixer, didn't we, by the fall of uh, shift work. And that uh, constitutes this week's obligatory fall. Our obligations. That is our obligatory fall track of the week. Before that, brilliant stuff from Rev Magnetic, revmagnetic.bandcamp.com. Daughter of astronauts. Wonderful stuff. And I expect big things from them. I'm hoping uh, that uh, I can get the LP in my hot little hands very, very quickly. Up next, let's hear something by Stars on Fire. And after that, we're going to hear our cover me, our cover version of the week.
right through them They have a shield, nothing can be revealed It doesn't matter what they say No one listens anyway Our lips are sealed There's a weapon That we must use In our defense Silence Well just look at them Look right through That's this week's Cover Me, and that's Our Lips Are Sealed, of course. And that's the Darling Buds. That's their rendition from a couple of years ago, a single that you can snag from their Bandcamp page. And you can follow them at facebook.com slash thedarlingbudsofficial. That was written by uh, by Terry Hall and Jane Wheedlin of the Go-Go's and released by the Go-Go's before the Fun Boy 3 released it in the UK. Right, and before that, from South Korea, no less. Stars on Fire with Blue Skies. Stars on Fire. Bandcamp.com. That's off there. Blue Skies Above brand new release. Let's hear one more song, shall we, before we get into our essential wax, which is brought to you by the wonderful folk at Everything Indie Over 40, a music community unlike any other. I'm a member. It's full of trivia, fun, frivolity, polls, opinion pieces, information. It's just a wonderful place to be. So do join them. So that's coming up in about uh, three or four minutes after we hear this by Swimming Tapes. See it out. I'll start. Right. Right. One, two, one, two, three, four. 
You've been twisting, turning in your sleep Your nerves all cut to ribbon You can barely eat You're far from home You're far from home Hearing voices on the underground
bloody hell that's immaculate isn't it that is one of two tracks you're going to hear of our lp of the week our essential wax which this week is the dark dark bright by there will be fireworks now before we heard that though we heard swimming tapes which i have difficulty saying swimming tapes see it out off the brand new morningside lp swimming tapes.bankham.com now let's get back to uh, our essential wax which, as I mentioned, is There Will Be Fireworks. They are from Glasgow. They have two records and one EP only. It's an absolute crime that they don't have any more. This is their second LP. It's from 2013, as I mentioned. It's on the Comets and Car Wheels label. And you can follow them at their Bandcamp page. But that's about it, really. They are not making records anymore, which is a travesty. And I'm hoping that it's just a brief sabbatical because the two albums are absolutely stellar. Let's hear one more song, shall we? This one is Lay Me Down.
the latest single from California's Cherry Glazer. That's a tune called Daddy. And you can get that at cherryglazer.bandcamp.com and it's spelled uh, cherry, G-L-A-Z-E-R-R.bandcamp.com. And before that, the second of two tracks off our Essential Wax this week, which is There Will Be Fireworks, The Dark, Dark Bright, from 2013, was brought to you by Everything Indie. Over40.com, we had Lay Me Down, preceded by Youngblood. Go out and buy those records. They are top, top bananas. Over to our interview uh, content now. Going to be talking to Tom Green. And those of you that don't know who Tom is, Tom started off as a uh, as a cable TV entertainer slash rapper. 
and uh, then went on to stardom in the States with MTV and, uh, and other such networks and has been entertaining people for the best part of uh, three decades. He's a very talented chap and uh, he's actually from Ottawa. He's from my neck of the woods where I actually live at the moment. He's from my neighbourhood, if you like. We're going to hear a couple of uh, quick-fire songs of Tom's new limited edition LP in terms of its vinyl release. There'll be digital forthcoming very, very soon. The Tom Green Show is on green vinyl and you can get your copy uh, and I'll tell you how to get a copy after we hear a couple of songs first. Tom chose all three of these tunes, by the way, and uh, starting with these two, Live With Dignity and Far Too Young To Die. If you're a truth teller, expect alienation Phantoms in our minds ablaze Telling people they are wrong can be so dangerous No justice in the world, no one to blame Live with dignity in this absurdity Piss away the day They tell me true love is admiration Don't make me admire your selfish ways Live with dignity in this absurdity Live with dignity Don't try to fool me with your modesty
far too young to die that's tom green and uh, we also heard tom before that with a tune called uh, live with dignity both tracks chosen by him both tracks off the new record the tom green show and uh, it's over to me and tom now for a chat which is a bit of a laugh and uh, it's also semi-serious in places as well enjoy and i'll be back to play one more song as chosen by tom the infamous i want to be friends with drake Hello, how are you doing, Tom? It's Tara calling. Yeah, yeah, thank you, sir. I didn't realize it was a Skype call until I got right to uh, noon, and then I looked at, and I had to figure out how to get Skype working, so. No worries, everything's good, it's a good connection, so um, that's the best I can hope for. So how are, you, how are you keeping? Very good, very good. I'm doing excellent, yes. Well, that's oh, good, yeah. that's good. Well, I hope some of that rubs off on me. That's wonderful. So, so are you, are you uh, in LA at the moment, Tom? I am. I'm in LA. I'm at my house. I've just been in my recorder studio all morning, uh, messing around with my computer and my keyboards and my drum machines and having some fun with that. Nice stuff. That must be nice to wake up to go into your own studio. That was actually one of my questions to to ask you about. What's it looking like now? Is there, is there progressively more and more toys and more kit being added to the collection as every week goes by? Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh... It's not like, you know, an obnoxious amount of equipment or anything, but I, I do like kind of try to uh, really sort of narrow, you know, narrow things down to like really specific things that I'm interested in. Like, yeah, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I'm really into like, you know, making the microphone sound really kind of warm and, and, and fat. So I've, you know, got some cool analog compressors and preamps and things like that. Nice, and nice. Microphone and, you know, I've, you know, I've got some drum machines, some keyboards that I use and some samplers that I use for, like, making hip-hop beats and, you know, so I kind of go through and, in an old-school way, kind of put a beat together and, and then throw some lyrics on top of it. But, you know, this record that, that uh, just came out, like, uh, it's sort of like a compilation of songs and... yeah stuff that I, uh, I kind of recorded over the last two years when I was really just sort of setting up the studio. So it, it's kind of a kind of a fun mixture of different kinds of music that is sort of raw in a way. Yeah. Because I was like uh, really just kind of like experimenting with a lot of different types, styles of music. It's, you know, I mean, the people probably when they when they listen to the record, I don't know if you've heard the record, have you heard the record? I have, yeah, I was lucky enough to get a copy, I got a, a digital copy, I've listened to it all the way through, all the, I think it's 24 tracks in, in total, and um, yeah, it, it's diverse, it's it's certainly diverse in terms of its uh, subject matter, and yeah, it, it, it feels like a compilation, because, because just of that, and also... You, you pay close attention to the vinyl uh, layout as well, with, with tracking on both sides. Yeah, no, it was just super fun doing it. I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, when I started recording this music, the, the intention of putting out a record on vinyl wasn't really sort of like something that I really was thinking about until Shore contacted me about a year ago. Oh, okay, so they were, they instigated the idea then. They did, yeah, absolutely, yeah. They're, they're fans of mine, and they wanted to talk to me about putting out some music and, 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 and a record. Initially, it was a comedy record they wanted to do. Yeah. They came by in L.A., I showed them my recording studio, and I showed them kind of, you know, sort of my passion for making music. And 
you know, we sort of sort of transformed it into sort of a comedy and music record. You know, it takes a lot of like moments and sounds and clips from from the Tom Green show and from 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 things that I've done over the years with my stand up and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so it's a mixture of things. But you know, the thing that's like kind of cool about the record, which I don't think people would know by just listening to it, and what I'm sort of proud of is the fact that like not only is it sort of you know, did I write some goofy lyrics and some some sincere some some semi sort of sincere songs as well? But like literally, like right down to like how the bass guitars are recorded or the programming of the drums to you know the you know every sort of compression and preamp and every little little detail on the record in the recording process of the record is something that kind of like all kind of came through. You know my sort of like, you know, kind of experimentation in my my studio. So so it's kind of a, it's kind of fun for me to listen to the record because I'm listening to every little microscopic little element of the record. That's it. Well, that's the difference now, Tom. You've got to be hyper pedantic now. You can drive yourself mental because. You know, any 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 artist will tell you that that no song is really ever finished. At some point, you just got to let it go. Yeah, that's kind of what was cool about Ship to Shore reaching out to me was like. All of a sudden, you know, there was a deadline, and I had to put, put something together. So I took a bunch of the songs that I'd recorded, and I, I, I placed them together into sort of a fun order that I thought would be great, and, and sort of tell sort of a story. And I mixed in, uh, you know, some of the interstitials, and, and really just put it out there. I'm actually really, really glad it's come out the way it had, because I like just speaking to what you just said, I probably would have spent the next you know, two years just making more songs and making more songs and never really making a decision yeah. when this what. So this is sort of forced me to put it out. You know, the song, you know, I Want to Be Friends with Drake was just, you know, a song that was kind of one of these songs that I just kind of recorded over a weekend, you know, and, and everybody <laughs> thought it was a funny song. And next thing you know, we sh you know, shot a video for it on my tour in Asia. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of a fun Sort of a ride, you know. Well, the whole the whole record, the whole record's a ride, Tom. Especially, you know, this could be something. It could be twofold. It could be for someone who doesn't know the first thing about you, and it's a wonderful sort of sequential walk through 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 memory lane for those that that do know you and have followed you and are familiar with your career. So it, it kind of it, it takes care of both factions of the audience to the uninitiated to the to the initiated. Yeah, it's cool. I I I, I, I didn't want to just give like. You know, my hardcore fans a record, and then they get it. It's just a bunch of stuff that they've heard before. You know, because that seems like that'd be kind of a rip off. I wanted it to be kind of like something that was new. You know. Well, that's right. That's right. I'm sure that you're a fan of things too, and you wouldn't want to be the recipient of something token either. So, you've given you've given people that. Uh, well, it, first of all, it's, it's a great package that uh, that uh, the, the Shaw Funko have put together. It's. A, I mean, I haven't actually physically seen the physical uh, commodity, but you know, I've seen some high-res photos. It looks like a, a wonderfully uh, packaged uh, piece of vinyl. It looks great, and, and of course, it's green vinyl. It's a beautiful, beautiful collector's piece, isn't it? Yeah, it's really fun. They do a great job there, and, and you know, the, at Ship to Shore, they did a great job on the production of the vinyl, and you know, it's got a pull-out, fold-out sort of four-four-panel uh, like photo spread on the inside of the record. And, it's great. It's old school, and I love it. It's it's how things should be. You need to. You're buying the music, but you're buying the artistic package. You're buying you're buying the whole shooting match, and it's just it's nice that you've. 
Well, I, I know that you've recognised that. I know that you've, you know, way back when, when I first moved to your hometown, I, I, I know that you were, uh, you, you know, very involved in the scene. And of course, there was OR and A&M Records, etc., etc. So I, I know that you've got a tangible grip on the industry, but it's nice. It's nice that you've took the time to not just chuck it up digitally or just, you know, digitally will come later, I understand. I, I do get it. But uh, it's nice that you've got something for the, for the hardcore fan to actually get their hands on. Yeah, well, you know what I want? I, what I like about it is, like, you know, I want people to listen to it on the record because not only is it sound better, you know, because of the, so the bass and everything in that analog vinyl record, but it's, it's really like the, the record kind of plays in a fun way when you listen to it beginning to end. Like, just the... The way we mix in and out of the interstitials and sort of, you know, uh, you know the sort of the order that everything is. Yeah. And it, it's the way that I used to listen to records. You know, I'm 47 years old, so I, you know, I grew up listening to you know, hip hop records, and you know, like the songs are supposed to be listened to in a certain order. You know, you don't want to just like listen to any song. Absolutely, absolutely, and and, and that you cannot uh, diminish the importance of that. Yeah, because you've got a pretty relentless tour that actually starts in Florida next week, haven't you, all the way through to the end of the year? It's kind of like, uh, it's not really a beginning or an end to it in a lot of ways. Like, I was in Boise, Idaho last week. I was in uh, Connecticut the week before that. I was in Asia a few weeks before that. Of, of course uh, you were. <laughs> Your passport must be must be something to behold. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you've seen the video for I Want to Be Friends with Drake. Yes, of course I have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant, it's a, real, it's a real fun piece, that's for sure. Yeah, that's why we shot that video, like, less than a month ago. I mean, we shot it, I mean, I don't know the exact date, maybe it was a month ago. Like, we shot it when I was on the Asian tour, so, you know, I, you know, not to just, like, go to Asia and just kind of, you know, relax on my time off. I brought my friend Tony with me, who's a music video director. And, yeah. And... Uh, you know, when I had a day off in Hong Kong, we'd go walk around with the camera and uh, and film some funny stuff. So we actually shot, we actually ended up shooting three music videos over there. So oh, okay. I can actually tell you this uh, before anybody actually since you since you're the first person that I talked to in the media who has actually listened to the record. Oh, okay. Well, that stuff makes me feel good. That's great. Cool. I, uh, I'll tell you, so we did a video for the song Yeah, yeah. There's sort of a 
for me personally, like I feel like I'm sort of trolling a little bit here. I'm going to use a modern word. Yes. I've been doing my whole life. You know, I mean, I, you know, on the Tom Reed show, I used to call it razzing or. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same principle, isn't it? But really, really, it's the modern word for what it is is trolling. Yeah. You know, and 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 so you know when I put out the song I want to be friends with Drake as the first video, like you know. I know that on YouTube, like, you know, with hip-hop videos being as popular as they are, people have strong opinions about the way hip-hop's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, auto-tune, why are you using auto-tune? What, why, why do you want to be friends with Drake? Uh, who do you think you are, a rapper? Are you too old to be rapping? You know? <laughs> uh, mixed, mixed with, you know, people liking it, and it's exactly what they want. You know, they love that kind of modern music. Which I do too. I love Juice World and Little Pump and and, and and Little Skies and you know Machine Gun Kelly and all the all the modern new music I love, you know, so as well as old school hip hop, I love I love it all. So so to me it's kinda like fun because I know that like that that's sort of confusing enough as it is for for the YouTube comments section. You know? yes. yes, it's too it's almost too cerebral for those poor little buggers, isn't it? Now, now we're gonna drop a video in a week or so for Far Too Young to Die, which is this sort of sincere, you know, new wave rock and roll song that I made, you know, in my home studio, you know. Uh, and uh, and we're putting out a video for it which has got literally not a moment of, of comedy in it. It's like I'm playing the video is completely sincere and uh, I just know it's going to like probably like confuse and piss some people off which I think is hilarious it's going to be I can just see it now like, why are you doing this <laughs> well you know it's just like politics it's it well, it's actually a Canadian adage it's you know Canadian politics tries to keep everybody happy all the time and we know of course that doesn't work um yeah, just just doing what you want to do is going to be provocative enough. It, it must be a, a real thrill just to read the dialogue and the banter that goes on when you drop something like this. Well, you know, it's like for the last, you know, whatever, the Tom Green Show started in 1994, okay? Yeah. Before it was Organized Rhyme in 1992, that record came out. I was doing stand-up before that. But really, after 1992, you know, I mean... We did the Todd Green Show at Rogers Cable, and you know there was a viewer response line at Rogers Cable that people could call and leave an answer to their message. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's old school. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the secretary would type up the, the messages and leave them on a printout at the front of the studio. It was like it literally was the precursor to like YouTube, you know, and 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 social media haters. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That was their only forum, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the work of the devil, Tom, is what it is. It's the work.
you know, the show in Rogers was way crazier, and, and we we missed that show, you know, because there was people that had sort of like a good part of it and been in the studio audience. Yeah, yeah, they lived it, didn't they? Yeah. And then when the show went on MTV, it was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not the same as the Comedy Network show, the Canadian show, the sort of real talk we chose, you know, so it was on MTV. And then, you know, then when I did my internet show in my house, you know, years later, yeah. it was like, oh, it's not like, a, it's not the same as the MTV show, you know, we missed the MTV show. And then, uh, and then you know, and then when I uh, go do stand-up, people say, why aren't you doing the internet show anymore? We missed WebOvision, you know? So <laughs> everyone's always kind of got an opinion, a favorite thing that they like, you know? Yes, they so do. I throw out a rap album, which I'm probably going to put up next, but right now to throw this out, which has got all this sort of curveballs of stuff in it. It's just going to really, I think, confuse people. And I enjoy that. I, I, I was going to say, and I was going to ask, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's perverted, but I know that you get uh, you get a, a, a kick out of this kind of turmoil that you create. I mean, it's not, it's not concertedly made to create turmoil, but you know that whenever you release something, it's going to polarise opinion. Well, it's like Freddie got fingered was sort of an extreme example of that. You know, so it's like, Oh yeah. The idea is to me, like, to me that interaction with the with the with the viewers is is part of the comedy. So so like that's something that like doesn't always get factored in when people like sort of talk about what I do. You know, it's it's not just what you're looking at. It's about the way it makes people feel, the way it makes people respond. So like. Strangely enough, by putting out like a record that has some stuff on it that's actually not funny, you know, like that's actually sincere. Yeah. That's gonna piss off some people that want me to make Freddie Got Finger. You know what I mean? So, so it's kind of like, and then they go in the comment section, and it creates a dialogue. Yeah. And, and an argument, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's comedy. It's comedy itself, isn't it? Yeah, that's the comedy right there. So, so there is a comedy to it. And you know, like I said, there is still lots of comedy, in, in, but even in the sincere songs, because you know, like in the Drake song, you know, there's there's funny lines in it. You know, I know you said no new friends saw me, but that's exactly who I am. I mean, that's such a funny line, you know. So there is comedy. Oh yeah, it's it's just the de the delivery's just not blatantly comedic, but there's comedy in the lyrics for sure. Even if it's not delivered as such, I mean, it's if you, if you read it as prose, it would be comedic. Right. Yeah, you, still, you still have crazy comedy in there too, like Crack Baby Don't Come Back or, or uh, you know, a Plastic Bag or some of the clips from the old show and stuff like that. Absolutely. So. absolutely. Is there, some, there is literally something for everybody. And you already alluded to this because I was going to be cheeky and ask you for the next project as if you're not busy enough. But you've already alluded to the fact that uh, you, you're going you're gonna to tackle a rap, a rap album. And yeah, so basically, like, I, I, I'm... You know, while I was recording this, I've really been sort of like, you know, like I said, I'm on tour so much that I, I haven't had time to really like just sit and focus on, you know, the stu studio and getting everything into the, into the place I wanted to be to really do the hip-hop record that I want to make. Yeah. But I've been chipping away at it, you know, as I, over the last two years I've been chipping away at getting the studio set up right. Yes. And now it's set up right, and, and I did a lot of these songs in the process of just kind of like experimenting with the studio, and, and now so I'm, I'm going to kind of focus more on some some sort of, I guess you could call it almost like a 
mixture of old school and modern hip hop sort of sound, you know, with some funny stuff in it, obviously some comedic elements to it, but but uh, you know, like I you know, I don't know how into the weeds you want to get on the technical aspect of it, but like, you know, I've you know, I've just got a new preamp, which is like, you know, sort of an old school vintage Neve Oh yeah. Neve preamp, you know, which I got to run my microphone through, which is, you know, like a fairly substantial piece of equipment that I've, you know, frankly didn't even really know I wanted until like recently, you know, I mean, I've always wanted one, but I, you know, I, I really decided, no, I'm going to really kind of take it to the next level and start running, you know, not, not just going with sort of the Pro Tools sort of plug-in preamps, but actually like getting some analog equipment into the studio and, and really trying to kind of like, you know, maximize sort of the, the, audio, the audio, you know, just sort of the, for the audio files out there, you know, like I was reading, uh, you know, an interview recently with Choppy from Public Enemy, and was talking about how, you know, when Public Enemy was starting, you know, they were going around going to different studios, and, you know, they ended up settling on this one studio because they liked the way that, you know, Choppy's voice sounded through the Neve 1073. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, Real geeky kind of like stuff, you know, like getting into that kind of stuff. But to me, that's sort of what's exciting. Like, I guess I'll tell you, like, the answer to, 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 to what I would say is like the why of it all. You know, after working in television and and and, uh, and uh, films and stuff over the years, it can be frustrating because you know you always end up getting in a situation where you're in a big corporate situation with television and films where you always end up in a situation where someone ends up coming up and saying, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Whether they stop paying for the show or they don't finance something or they, they cancel the show or whatever, you know. Or even while you're making the show, you know, they have concern. With music, even more than stand-up in a way, because with stand-up you have to go get on a plane and you have to fly somewhere and you have to, you know, get up in the morning and do all sorts of stuff. I suppose I'm, I'm doing an interview now, but like there's a lot of physical demands to touring and doing stand-up, which I do now. But with music, I can be at home, I can get up in the morning, I can make a cup of coffee, I can go and sit my, at my drum machine and fiddle around with some sounds and plug my microphone in and, and, and a very solitary environment, I can just kind of like create stuff without any interference from anybody. It's like sort of a really pure kind of fun yeah. form of expression for me. So I, I, I want to keep doing it and like keep getting better at it. You know, that's the thing. I think the next record is going to have sort of, you know, new audio techniques that I'm experimenting with that I think will kind of take, take it to the, you know, the next level. You know? I think it's great that you're, uh, you're becoming more and more uh, finessed in the, in the production. I've actually, one of the few qualifications I have is audio engineering way back when, and it's a wonderful discipline. And, you know, there's, there's no ceiling to it, Tom. I mean, you will, you will continue to tinker and tinker and, and discover, and um, you could live five, six, seven, ten lifetimes and, and, still, and still be getting a, getting a lot of joy out of, uh, out of the process. And it sounds like you, that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you know, I, I'm just making the assumption, of course, that the next record will be self-produced as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. But, I, I kind of made like a little, uh, a little sort of, uh, you know, thing happened over the last few days and I've you know I've been in town and 
I'm, I'm making an effort to like be in Los Angeles a little bit more this year, so I have a little bit more time to tinker in the studio, you know. And yeah. I'm actually like one of the things I've been doing is I just guest host. I'm guest hosting Larry King now. Larry King asked me to guest yeah. host a show. Magic. That's great stuff. Good for you. Doing some regular guest hosting there. I'm sort of I've like, just did ten episodes, and they've asked me to do more. So I'm super honored to be asked by Larry. I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's not just it's Larry, but it's it's his audience too. I mean, you'll be they'll be they're they're a pretty discerning bunch. So if you can pull off uh, ten episodes there and, and replace Larry, that that's huge kudos to you. That is, it's massive. Yeah, well, it's not 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 about replacing. It's just just sort of like when he's he doesn't do it every day. So yeah, sorry, that, yeah. the wrong the wrong word, but but uh, yeah, yeah. pseudo pseudo Larry when necessary, which is really cool. But uh, you know, he's, he's a legendary. Uh, he's a viewer, one of the greatest viewers ever. And I'm just sort of uh, it's something that I'm also passionate about is interviewing people. So I'm doing that, and that's that's keeping me in LA a little bit more too. Well, I've always so, thought, I've always thought, Tom, that you are, um, there's a litany, I mean, you, you've, you've done the whole circuit, uh, you've done the chat show circuit, as it were, but uh, now, now, of course, there, there, there are more, more chat shows at more time, times uh, in the evening than ever before, but I always saw, I always saw you, long term, I'm talking not, not yesterday, perhaps not today, but I always thought you'd end up with a, a chat show, chat show that was, that, that would that enabled you to, to put your mark on it, that, that, over the course of time, you know, you, you've earned your stripes uh, in, in, in multimedia over the past, goodness knows, best part of 30 years. So yeah. uh, this, this might be the conduit to something more permanent, which I think would be great because I think you, you, you do have a, a legitimate talent for, uh, for, for being the conduit between people and an audience. I mean, and I, and I know that you know that, but it will be great yeah, to have that forum. It's still definitely something I'd love to do, and I'm still working towards doing that, you know, um, you know. You can see the Larry King episodes are posting now, so there's lots of really cool episodes. I did one with Andrew Dice Clay. I just yeah. One, I believe Bay is the one post with Dave Cook, which is a really good interview. A really, really awesome interview. And he's had such an interesting career. So, you know, I've got an interview coming up with Henry Rollins, which probably be interesting to you. Oh, for sure. I mean, well, Henry's not exactly backwards and coming forwards, is he? Yeah, and he was, he was great. He was really, really interesting. I've interviewed him before, but to do it on Larry King's uh, studio was awesome. And, and, you know, when you interview someone in Larry King's studio, the guests also come in with a sort of a slightly different, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, seriousness to it in a way. They really bring their A game because it's not like they're sitting in my living room doing my web show or whatever. You know? That's right. That's right. There's a certain level of expectation once you go past that threshold, isn't there? Yeah, so it's kind of fun. No, I think that, that's so brilliant. Kind of cool. I'm here, I'm working on stuff here, doing that, touring, and it's great. But uh, yeah, like I, I had uh, today, I, uh, I kind of was excited because I'm, uh, you know, like, well, I don't know how, how you know, we already covered the audio file aspect of it, but like, you know, I, I have this MPC drum machine, right? Yeah. And, um, and like, you know, the way I... I've been kind of like transferring the music into Pro Tools as I've been doing it, you know, digitally. You know, I've been sort of essentially copying it onto a onto a, a drive and then transferring it over into Pro Tools from the drive. You know, yeah. And it sounds great. You know, it's totally clean and everything like that. But now I've, I've you know, basically been kind of like, you know, racking my brain on how to like sync it up with. Me to my, you know, MacBook Pro with 
you know, MIDI cables, and there's a lot of little, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of basic stuff, but if you haven't done it in a while, you got to get it all hooked up so that it's like triggering and communicating with the computer properly. Yeah. So that's now when I finish a beat, I'm able to send it through, uh, you know, the audio outputs on the back through like, uh, through the cables, which then is sort of like got some analog conversion that happens there. And then I send it through those cables through like a preamp, you know, yeah. which then is more analog conversion and it makes the drum sound just a little bit better, you know. Yeah. Almost somewhat indistinguishably better, but if you really are have a keen ear for it, it's the drums are a little more bass, a little more crack and a little more punch to them. Yes. And, uh, and so like this has kind of been something I've kind of been like, you know, in my off time trying to figure out how to get this whole thing set up, you know. Yeah, but it's nice that, as you say, you can just waltz down in your underpants with a cup of coffee and just get cracking without having to drive halfway across town. It's The, the, the convenience is fantastic. Yeah, and I think ultimately you can probably end up making it sound better than in an actual studio, you know, once, once you really get into it, which is, I think the next record will have a lot of that in its back. I'm really happy with the way this record sounds, too. It's fun. There's things I would, there's things I would, if I had... I would do differently to some of the songs, but then I always look at it like you said earlier. It's like sometimes just putting it out there, like it's kind of fun because there are mistakes in the record. You know, there are things in the record that are kind of just wrong. You know. Yes. And, uh, and that's kind of what's fun about it. You know, like it's not like I went in and like really completely micro edited every little word and every little aspect of it. It's kind of, you know, just kind of. Well, made a fun record, you, know? you made a fun record. You also knew when to let it go. You also had a little bit of pressure from ship to shore to say, Tom, deadlines in seven days. You better get this thing sorted out. So that that, that always helps to have a healthy third party to coax you along. Otherwise, as, as we alluded to before, you could you could conceivably still be making the record right now. Yeah, super cool. I think we're going to do a record release party in Brooklyn because uh, they're a New York label. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That sounds wonderful. In August, yeah. So if you want to come, man? Come on down in August. Be here about just come hang out with us. We're well, listen to the record. And... I would love to. Maybe I'll just drop. Uh, I'll drop the publicist a line and just ask him to keep me in the loop. Absolutely, yeah. It's always a. Uh... Always fun to have an excuse to go to New York in the summer, you know. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you one last question. Well, I've got two last questions for you, Tom. I was wondering if you could uh, choose the three songs you'd like me to play around the interview. Choose any three songs off the LP. I'd be delighted to play any of them. Okay, uh, I would like you to play um, Live With Dignity. Yep, yeah, one of the videos, yep. Yeah. Uh, I'd like you to play um, I Want to Be Friends with Drake. Yes, I, I, I had a suspicion that would be coming up, yep. And then, uh, just kind of think about that for a second, because sort of, uh, I'm just going to grab the record and sort of think about it for a second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's hard to memorize 24 tracks. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, like, uh, you know, what might be fun. Um, I mean, honestly, like you could pick if you want. I mean, I'll tell you what I like. I mean, the bump up song is obviously the the yeah, it, it's it's uh, pretty classic. But again, you can't you can't go wrong. It's it's. I mean, there, there is no wrong answer to this. It's just you know, it's just nice for you to choose them as opposed to me to choose them. Yeah, I, I kind of like none of your none of your business because it's sort of like an EDM type track where I like sample the classic bit from the whole show where that guy is saying none of your damn business where I'm going. I was 
like that's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that vividly. Yeah, that, that's okay. So, so we've got we've got live with dignity, none of your business, and uh, we've got Drakes. That's great. That's great. And I've got one last one last question for you, and it's something I ask everybody, regardless of who the heck you are. Uh, you okay there? You ringing away? Yeah, I think my answer should be a problem. I'll just call him back. Okay, man. Go ahead and ask your question. I was just going to say, conceivably, you're around my place, and uh, which is not inconceivable in the whole scheme of things, but uh, if you were, I, I come out of uh, the kitchen with a, with a hot beverage for you, and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin. And it is a magic biscuit tin, whereby you can choose any biscuit slash cookie or derivative on God's green earth. What would you choose? Any, any cookie, biscuit, or anything that resembles a cookie, what would you choose? <laughs> any cookie or biscuit? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I do have a lot of English interviewees, you see, so and a lot of uh, a lot of people from around the world. So for my Canadian and North American interviews, it's the cookie, and then uh, it's biscuits. I'm for uh, scones and tea now. Uh, <laughs> any cookie or biscuit? Uh, let me tell you, I, mean, I actually want to give you an, a sincere answer that is actually... Uh, yeah, I want to know what Tom Green wants for a biscuit. That's essentially what I want to know. For a biscuit. Yeah, and you can you can ridicule the word biscuit to. Chocolate bar doesn't count, right? No, no, you can uh, you can you can push the envelope to a chalky bar if you want to. Butter tart. Butter tart. Yep. Yeah, then that's not, they're one of my favourites, and they're particularly good for your teeth. So yeah, butter tart it is for Mr. Green. Thanks so much. That's great. So I'm delighted to have this opportunity. It, it's I can just just sense the enthusiasm and how, how pumped you are about this. It's brilliant. Yeah, oh, thanks. Well, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, uh... It's great. And I'm just, I'm just happy for you that you've got this other outlet now. I mean, the stand-up is the stand-up. I'm hoping next time you're in town, I'll be delighted to, 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 to come and see you like, like hundreds of others. But uh, uh, my next opportunity may well be August. Uh, are, you back, are you back here at all in, in, the, in the, the foreseeable future? You know, there's probably a pretty good chance I'll be coming up to Ottawa in July, not maybe not even to perform, but just to kind of come up and visit friends and family. So, uh, right, shoot me a, a line and, uh, and let me know what you're up to. And where do you do your show? I, I actually do home studio now. I used to do it at CKCU, but now I'm uh, I've got a home. But it's not as articulate as yours, but I've just got a very modicum studio here that I just I'm in Orleans, your old stomping ground. So, yeah. I, and, I, is, and is it a podcast or it goes from CKCU? No, it's a podcast that uh, it's on. It's on all 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 providers, so it's global and it's on Spotify. It's on Mixcloud. It's everywhere. It's been going for three years, and uh, and this is my first sort of. Uh, it's, it's it's a music show. This is a music album, but you're you're the first musician slash comedian. So this is a, this is a this is new terrain for me. So I'm really happy that we can uh, get people who are typically massive music fans introduced to to your comedic elements as well, which 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 should be really great. That's awesome. Good. Well, thanks for talking to me today. I appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure, Tom. Look after yourself. I'm, I'm sorry I put you behind schedule. So you've got interview number two. So I'll, I'll talk, to, talk to you soon and I'll, and I'll get uh, all the details of this podcast through to you through the publicist. Sounds amazing. Amazing. Oh, oh. Yeah, John is, John is my producing partner and manager. So yeah, he, he, if you have his info, just contact him. Okay? That's it. Yeah, John's the man. I'll make sure he gets everything. Yeah, maybe we'll grab a beer up in Ottawa. Grab some Tom Green moonshine and a, and a Tom Green beer. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, and I'll stock up on butter tart. Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you, man. Take care. Yeah. Cheers, Tom. Bye. Okay. Bye.
So that gives you a bit of an insight into uh, Tom's record. The official stance on the record is this. It says, Tom Green, prankster, provocateur, pundit, has a lot on his mind. And this bracing, inventive album lays it all out, marking Tom's vinyl debut. The Tom Green Show is a dazzling pastiche of social and political commentary, autobiography, and general tomfoolery. It mixes hip-hop, punk, rock, goth, rock, confessional folk, electronica and signature novelty tunes into a heady stew spiced with samples from Green's TV shows, movies and stand-up comedy routines. Listen and enjoy this amazing work from the one and only Tom Green. This is The Tom Green Show. Get the LP from this particular site, shiptoshoremedia.com shiptoshoremedia.com That's how you can get your hands on this uh, wonderful little package here as the actress said to the bishop, for $25, no less. Now, let's hear one more song, as chosen by Tom himself. This is I Want to Be Friends with Drake. Drake 
takes a good few hours to put near perfect pitch together on a weekly basis. Everything from playlisting and selecting to recording and editing, arranging the interviews, a bit of graphic art, a bit of uploading, a bit of downloading. It takes a long time. So I'm proud to say that uh, Near Perfect Pitch is on Patreon. In lieu of any advertising, it's the only money I make to cover costs. Patreon.com slash nearperfectpitch. If you can spare a fiver, a tenner or twenty a month, more than grateful to you. You'll keep Near Perfect Pitch on the airwaves without any invasive advertising. Well, boys and girls, that puts the tin lid on episode 127 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks for listening. Thanks, of course, to Mr. Tom Green and uh, the Butter Tart, no less. And uh, I'll be back next week with episode 128, when you can expect uh, a couple of interviews, a couple of nifty interviews. And uh, I'll be back with another 30-plus songs and the usual formats. In the meantime, have a great week. Be good to each other. Be safe. ta <laughs>